Our scripture passage today is from the gospel according to Matthew. This is chapter 5, this verses 13 to 16. Before we read this, let us pause for a moment in prayer. Good and wonderful Father, Lord, you have given us your word, these holy words of scripture to guide us and instruct us. Father, these words inspired by the Holy Spirit, we know that unless that same Spirit inspires us again, we are just lost and confused as we read and as we hear. So Lord, we pray today that your Spirit would guide us. I pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would breathe upon us. Lord, it would enter our hearts and our minds, Lord, that as we hear and as we read, that our minds would be opened and that we would understand your perfect will for us. Father, bless these holy words that you have given and spoken to us. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. This is the gospel according to Matthew, chapter 5, verses 13 to 16. Listen now to the word of the Lord. You are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. There are a few things, I would argue, that taste better than fresh bread. I'm talking about bread that you've made yourself, mixed yourself, kneaded yourself. You, you put it in the oven and your whole house is filled with that wonderful aroma of fresh baked goods. And then while it's still warm, you get to break it open and sink your teeth into it. There's few things, few things that taste as good as that. Now, one night, a few, a few years ago, I made some, some rolls, some dinner rolls for my family. Made them fresh from scratch, and you even get this egg mixture that you, you kind of paint along the top of it, so it has that nice, you know, like shiny finish on the crust on the top of the roll. And oh man, these look perfect. They smelled so good. We got them out of the oven, just let them cool just a little bit. And I'm telling you, it was like a commercial when you broke it open. You could see the steam like wafting from the bread. Oh, man, we couldn't wait to eat it. So we put a little butter on it, bit into it. It was very disappointing. It was very disappointing. It wasn't like awful, but it just didn't, it didn't taste right. Like it was, it was kind of bland. Like I said, it wasn't nasty. I mean, you'd spit it out of your mouth. It wasn't like blah. It was more like blah. Trying to give you a sound description of what it tasted like. But it was, it was very bland. It was very plain. It tasted like I was eating cardboard. And so I went back over the recipe, and, and, and my wife and I, we got together, and we finally figured out what I'd done wrong. I forgot to add the salt. 
I didn't add the salt. And it's funny, you don't think of bread as being salty because you can't taste salt. Or you don't taste a lot of salt in bread. But without the salt, the bread loses all the flavor. Without just that little bit of salt, all the bread loses flavor. Look, I want to give you a little visual of the portions we're talking about here. This was like a small recipe of uh, this three cups of flour and a small recipe of dinner rolls. Three cups of flour here. This is the salt that goes with it. You almost get my, I can't even see the salt. It's so little compared to it. This much flour and this much salt. It, it, this much flour is no good. It's completely worthless without this little tiny bit of salt to give it its flavor that we know as the delicacy of bread. It's actually kind of a miracle when you think about it. And when, and, and when I thought about it, it was just the proportions just blew my mind. How a little bit of salt, just a little bit of salt can take something and, that's bland and turn it into something that's beautiful. You know, there's also another little thing that can change your environment, a little bit of light. A little bit of light can make a huge difference. In fact, if you get light that's the right shade in the right place and just the right color, it can completely transform a room. You can have a dark room that, that kind of looks scary, but you put one little candle up on a mantle somewhere, and all of a sudden the room has this warm glow. And it's what was scary a minute ago is now warm, it's inviting, maybe even a little romantic. And imagine the, what the night sky would be like without light. I mean, the stars aren't very bright. You can't like read by the stars or see much by the stars. They're little tiny lights. But if there was no stars in the sky, I think the night would be terrifying. But just tiny little lights, tiny little lights in the darkness can take something that would be terrifying and turn it into something beautiful. So it's a wonderful compliment that you can see that Jesus gives us today. This wonderful compliment that he tells us. He says, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Now I want to make an uh, important point here. Something that you need to, need to remember as when he, we hear him saying that we're the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Jesus is speaking to his disciples. This is part of his Sermon on the Mount. It tells us at the beginning that Jesus withdrew and his disciples came with him and he was teaching his disciples. A lot of times when we hear the Sermon on the Mount, we think it's this giant crowd he was talking to. And it was not a giant crowd. It was just his disciples. And what I, why I'm saying that is because Jesus wasn't talking about people. He wasn't saying people are the light of the world and the people are the salt of the earth. You don't become the salt of the earth by being born. Just because you're here and just because you exist does not mean that you're the light of the world and the salt of the earth. Jesus' disciples, the followers of Christ, they are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. It's being a disciple of Christ that changes us in a fundamental way that turns us in as his believers into salt and light. So what is exactly is he saying about us when he tells us that we're salt and light? What does it mean? Well, first of all, salt and light, we know these things as essentials. They're critical for life. Without light, we couldn't have life. Without, life, without light, our world would become dark and uh, life couldn't exist. 
Photosynthesis, plants, they need light in order to grow and to make the earth green. We actually need light for our own bodies. It's, it's the sunlight that, make, that we can make vitamin D, an essential nutrient. We would die without light. And salt itself is actually an essential nutrient. It's an electrolyte in our body. Our, our body's chemistry needs salt in order to operate. We would literally die unless we had salt. So salt and light are, are, are essentials, but I think the nuance Jesus is using here is, is he's talking about the quality it adds to life. He talks about salt having saltiness and light being able to illumine and light up an entire room and give light to the people inside. Because it's not just an essential that light and salt give us, there's also a quality to life that light and salt give us. I mean, try to imagine for a moment, if, if you could survive without light, try to imagine life without light. It would be awful. We couldn't see colors. You'd never be able to see a rainbow in the sky. You wouldn't be able to see a sunrise or a sunset. You would never be able to see the face of your loved one as they look at you. And I mean, we'd just be lost without light. We'd be stumbling around and knocking our shins into coffee tables all over the place. We couldn't even have coffee tables anymore. But salt also. Imagine life without salt. Imagine what your food would taste like. It would be like my rolls, just blah. Life would just blah without salt. And the interesting thing about salt is not just the salty flavor it gives it. If you put salt in the right proportions, it actually brings out the flavor of whatever food you are seasoning. So there is, is a quality, a depth, a richness that salt and light, salt and light give to our life. So when Christ is calling us the salt of the earth and the light of the world, he said, this is what you bring to life. Flavor, depth, purpose, even a sense of meaning itself. The idea or the belief and the conviction that life can not only be lived, but life is worthwhile and should be lived. This is what it means if we are the, the light of the world and the salt of the earth. Now, I'm going to want you to pump the brakes for a little bit, though, now that I've just said that, saying that you are the salt and you are the light, and that means that you can bring flavor and depth and even meaning and purpose to life, okay? I want us to slow down for a minute because I know with some of you, or I know a part of us wants to go and we hear that. I know a part of us hears that and say, you know what? I knew it all along. Life would be awful without me. I just knew it deep in my heart that if I wasn't here, life would lose all its flavor. I just knew it. Hold on a minute. Okay, don't let your ego run wild. That's not where Jesus is going when he tells you that without you, life will lose its flavor, its depth, and its meaning, and its purpose. What makes us salt and light is not who we are. It's not because you're really that amazing. And look, I think you're amazing. I really do. But that's not what makes you salt and light. What makes you salt and light is not any personal light that shines from your heart and illumines the room when you walk in it. Our salt and light comes from the one who dwells in us. Again, I want to emphasize Jesus is talking to his disciples. He's talking to his followers, those who have given their life to the message and the ministry of Jesus Christ. When he said, you are the salt of the earth and you are the light of the world, he wasn't talking to the smart people saying, because you're so smart, 
And your intelligence makes and gives you meaning, and it gives the world meaning and depth. He wasn't talking to the powerful and rich, saying it's, it's your wealth and it's your power that gives all the meaning and all the depth to the world. He wasn't talking to the Americans, saying because you're American and because of what America does, you give life and meaning and purpose to the world. He wasn't talking to the Republicans or the Democrats or the socialists or the capitalists, saying because of your political affiliations, because you have figured it all out, you bring depth and meaning and purpose to life. And he wasn't talking to the beautiful or the popular, saying it's because you are so good looking and because everybody loves you so much, you bring depth and meaning and purpose to life. He was talking to his disciples. He was talking to the people that had dedicated their life to the message and ministry of Jesus Christ. That is what makes you salt and light. Your decision and your commitment to follow Jesus Christ as Lord. Without that discipleship, we are neither salt nor light. Because we don't give any depth or meaning to life on our own. There's nothing within us, there's nothing in ourself, in our personality that brings any great depth or flavor to life. It's the message that we carry. It is the faith that dwells within us. It is the grace of Jesus Christ. It is the indwelling presence of the King of kings and the Lord of lords that is in your heart that makes you salt and light. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Not me, but him. He said he was the light of the world, and then he used that same phrase to give to his disciples. He said he's the light of the world. Then he said you are the light of the world, and that is no mistake. He said the same thing to us because we are only light insofar as Jesus Christ will shine and reign in our lives. The more he lives in us, the more salt and light that we are. And the less he lives in us, we lose our saltiness and the light dims in us because my friends it is it's not us it's the message and it's the ministry and it's the light of Jesus Christ that gives meaning and goodness to the life that we live and without Christ life has no meaning without the message and promise of Jesus Christ life has no meaning because without Christ death wins Death will win in the end, and it, death will come and get us all in the end. Not only ourselves, but everything we love and everything we've built for, everything that we've lived for, everything that we've uh, tried to accomplish will end up dying and die in the end, and death will win without Christ. Because death wins without Christ, it's every man living for himself, every woman living for herself, everyone out there fighting for our little bit of happiness. The devil may care at anybody who gets in my way. Without Christ, all we have to live for is these brief few moments of pleasure that we can squeeze out of life. And then facing the agony is that we lose the bloom of youth, that, that pleasure is harder and harder to come by. Without Christ, we're all alone. Without Christ, we go out there and we look up in the night sky and there's nothing but darkness staring back at us. There's no God to direct us. 
There's no benevolent higher power up there that's going to make all things good and to give these things purpose. It's Jesus Christ who gives us these things. He is the source of light, of wisdom and truth. Jesus Christ is the saltiness behind the salt. And he's the brightness of the light. And without him, we are neither salt nor light. But with him, but with him, you are the salt of the earth. And you are the light of the world. With him, we become his ambassadors. We become his messengers. We become the bearers of this light to the world. And with it, not only comes real life. Not only do we impart and share real life with others, but with it comes all the reasons that you could ever want for being alive and remaining alive. It's our salt. That's our light. You know, there's a warning that comes with this too. There's a warning that Jesus gave his disciples. He said, if a salt loses its saltiness, it's just about as good as a light that's covered up by a basket. Salt without a saltiness is no good, just like a light covered up by a basket is no good. And to have this great message imparted in you, and you don't go and share it with the world, that's no good too. That's like salt that's lost its saltiness. That's like light that's covered up and not shown to anyone. That's why he commands you, go. Go out in that world. Go out into the great wide world around you and be bright and be salty. Let people see it. Let people all around you see that light within you. Let them see and let them know that it is not you, but it is the light of Christ. Let the whole, whole world out there experience your salty side. I don't mean it like my kids mean it. My kids, when they say salty, they mean like you're in a bad mood or you're kind of feeling peevish. It never made sense to me, but that's neither here nor there. We're saying it like Jesus meant it. Show the world your salty side, the part of you that lives in faith, the part of you that dwells in grace. Let that lead you. When you step out, step out with that part of you. Be the salt and light. I'm telling you, the world out there, it's stale, and it's dark, and it needs the message that Jesus has given you. Imagine for yourself a moment where the church didn't interact with the world. Imagine for yourself for a moment where we just put big high walls around this church and we decided we weren't going to share this message with anybody. We were just going to keep it within ourselves and we keep it within our family. Imagine a world like that. It would be like a world without stars. You look up into the night sky and all you see is the darkness above. Imagine a world where nobody knows about the love of God. Imagine what world and what life would be like if we didn't know anything about the forgiveness of sins or that good was stronger than evil or that love is so great that it can even conquer death itself. If we had to live like that, it would be like, be like eating rolls without salt. Life would be bland and without any depth or flavor to it. What will become of us if we stop sharing this message, 
what would become of us if we stopped telling other people about Jesus, if we stopped declaring this good news that we have been given. We become like salt that loses its saltiness. We become like a lamp that's been hidden under a basket. You're the salt of the earth and the light of the world. We need to act like it. And I know it sounds like it might be just too much of a task, is, is too big for one person to carry. But let's remember our proportions here. You don't have to be this. It's got to be this. A little bit of salt can bring a lot of flavor to a lot of the world. You don't have to be big. You don't have to be mighty. You don't have to be powerful. In fact, the smaller you are, the saltier you become. It only takes a little dash, a little teaspoon to bring flavor to a whole lot of light and a whole lot of life. My brothers and sisters, you've been given this incredible gift, this grace, this love that has been poured into you. You have been made salt. You have been made light. So go and share it with a world that has gone stale. Share it with a world that walks in darkness. And don't share it so that you would be lifted up or people will make a big deal of you about how bright and wonderful and awesome you are. Share it in a way that others will see your good works. And then they would give glory to the one who makes us both salt and light. To God be all the glory forever and ever. Amen.